One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, on the soundboard, Mr. Robert Timothy. And joining us as a guest host once again, Mr. Damien Mercado, everybody. I'd like to be called Dave 2.0. All right, we can do do that. that. (laughs) Well, I guess that makes sense because you are a younger version of Dave. (laughs) I have far fewer head tattoos, though, which I think could count against me. That is true, and you also date much older women. (laughs) (laughs) She's age appropriate. (laughs) Like I said, much older women. So um, I wanted to tell a story. I, I waited for a long time to tell this because it involved, it involved my friend who's no longer with us, Kendrick Smith. He's uh, passed away about, what is it, Bob, about a year ago just now? Just over a year now. Just over a year ago now. So now that he's long gone, I can, I can finally tell this story. This with, is why I hated this motherfucker. No, Go stick no. around for one year. That's long. <laughs> Go stick around and watch everybody who loved him for one year. He's gone now. So, it, because it, it incriminates him uh, in a way. And, he uh, wanted the statute of limitations. You can't prosecute a corpse after one year. <laughs> just dig him up and handcuff the body. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 I wasn't going to be like, all right, his funeral was yesterday. Here's about time he stole something. <laughs> so I wanted, I, I wanted to uh, wait a, a amount of time. This is a story that I like to call the hack in the hat. So this is like a different version of a Dr. Seuss story. <laughs> yeah. Now, also, throughout the course of this, uh, there's, there's uh, something you all should know. Kendrick was a man of color, mm-hmm. and there's another man who will n- remain unnamed in this story that who we can call the hack. Okay, that man is also a man of color. Uh-huh. So when I'm gonna, I'm going to be quoting Kendrick quite a bit. Oh dear! And sometimes <laughs> hold on, I'm going to hover my finger over the beat. <laughs> ah, 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 I've thought of all of this. Okay. I've thought of all of this. I'm not going to be that white guy that goes. I can say if I'm quoting somebody. You no. Know, uh, one thing that I will credit Kendrick with is he taught me the rules. He's like, I can give you per- permission to say the N word. Around me, yeah. I can't give you permission to say it around other people who aren't me. So until you earn this badge, yeah, which you, you have not done yet, snatch this pebble from my hand. <laughs> We've talked you, about this on the show before. There's like two people on earth who can give you the overall. It's like Barack Obama. Like he can yeah. give you that privilege. And Eminem, yes. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna go Nelson Mandela, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> so when I was thinking about this, I was like, yeah, but the way he would rephr- uh, phrase things, it loses something. So. Instead of saying the N-word, I'm going to say the word nickel. Okay. All right. For a second, I was worried. I thought you brought me on the show just to be the guy to say the N-word. Damien, say the N-word for me. You get get in trouble. Come in here, N-word bullet shield. (laughs) So anyway, anytime I'm quoting Kendrick where he would use the N-word against another guy, I'm going to say the word nickel. Okay. As in five cent piece. Okay. So there is a guy, I I won't name him, but this guy, The uh, the hack, there's different levels of unfunny as a comic, all right? Sure. There are four, I think. I've, I've, I've narrowed it Let's down to four types of unfunny. Okay. Number one is the novice. That's mm-hmm. a guy who's just new. He might be funny someday, and he, you can tell he might be funny someday if he has like good premises and observations, but no real punchlines. Yeah. He hasn't learned how to comment on these things or put his unique spin on things. Or he how might to hump the stool properly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the stool. He might have good. some inherent artistic talent, but he hasn't learned how to mix the watercolors in the right 
right way yet, and so yeah. there's potential, but it, it's not coming out all the time. Correct. Yeah. So that's that guy. The second one is like the hokey hacky guy. Okay. Like street jokes. Yeah, street jokes or outdated humor. Just kind of like you know, my wife runs runs our house. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You never notice how black guys and white guys act differently. And what about the mall? Airline food, what's that? Yeah, airline food. Ever notice in infomercials, they don't know how to open a carton of milk? Wow. wow! How about this whole Monica Lewinsky thing, right, guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and white boys be acting like zombies at the mall. <laughs> so that guy is unoriginal and not funny, but at least there's a place for that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, office picnics. Uh, Family gatherings. A church function, maybe. Prison yard. Yeah. <laughs> we would like to apologize to any comedians who are frozen since the 80s or 90s and woke up and just said they want to get back into it. They haven't had a chance to refresh their set. Yes, right. we do have to address the quote-unquote Encino Man comics <laughs> that ironically were frozen at the time of the movie Encino Man. They missed it. And then, and then I love that term. And then awoken now. That reference is lost on these comics. <laughs> so uh, so there's, there, that's that's the second kind, is the hokey-hacky guy. The third is the gross-out comic. This okay, guy yes. has absolutely nothing to say. He's not interested in... In, uh, in making art, he just wants to be on a stage in front of people. Yes. Usually, when you find a gross-out comic, you'll find an, a raging narcissist. It's like I don't really care about comedy. I just want everyone looking at me and listening. Well, to me. it can be that, but I got to say, Ryan, some of these guys are not necessarily that. Some of these guys just come from what we would think of as small ponds. I have this group of friends. I say the grossest thing I can think of. They all laugh. I assume this means I am funny to the broader populace. Well, so the reason I say that is I feel like they want. Want to be on stage? Hearing a whole room go ah is better than silence. So they just get up there like you ever take a shit that gets all over your dick? And then you <laughs> fuck someone in the end. They're like oh my god! And they're like yeah, I really killed tonight. Did you, did you hear everyone yelling when I spoke? Yeah, I guess the difference is how they take it. Because the one who who's just a small pond comic, you can see them. They constantly look confused on stage. They're like, but this abortion joke killed with my buddies last week. Me and Bobby once forced a friend of ours who's legitimately a funny person conversationally. To listen to a gross-out comic? <laughs> well, to go on stage, and he was the gross-out comic. Hey. He told a real story about how he fi- he, put- he sprinkled cocaine into his dick uh-huh. and then jacked off and then would and then put a condom on his fingers, put cocaine on the condom, and then uh, administered cocaine to himself Rectally, that way. yes. Yeah. And uh, actually got a decent response. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Because it was earnest. You could tell it was coming from the heart. It wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't just saying these things just to say it. The heart and the urethra and the anus was where it was coming from. He walked the walk. This was a life-changing moment for me, guys. <laughs> There's also a lot of people taking notes like, you can put coke in your dick? I, I learned a lot about myself that night. <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the gross-out comic to me is worse than the previously two I mentioned mm-hmm. because at least those first two they won't make people leave. You know, they'll be boring. Sure. They'll just sit there like this guy sucks. But the gross-out comic will make people stand up and go, "I can't," and fucking leave. Right. So that's that. For- and, and his close cousin, by the way, or I guess a, a subset of the gross-out comic, which would be the edge lord, who's kind of in that yeah, same vein. That same vein. Now the the last one is just a guy who has no fucking idea what he's supposed to be doing up there to the point where you, you don't even know where he's where he's going with this. Like, the first three guys, they're not funny, but at least I can be like, all right, I can see how in your uncreative head that was a yeah. joke. But there's some people up there that just, just like, yeah, 
abortions. Uh, uh, it's uh, green, the color green. Uh, like, Why was I tricked into going on stage? <laughs> it's like it's like they had no they had no plan. Uh, someone forced them at gunpoint yeah, to get on the it's, stage. It's an '80s movie. They have walked into a comedy club to pull off some kind of drug deal. They've noticed a cop there, and the cop is about to arrest them. And somebody goes, "Hey, aren't you the comic that needs to go on stage?" And that's their only way out of a felony charge. <laughs> you go to jail. You go to prison. Or you could do an open mic. Well, that then the cops like, well, if you if you are this stand-up comic, then clearly I'm mistaken. You're not here for a drug deal. I guess we'll have to sit here and see. <laughs> yeah, that, this this final guy is the is the person that makes all people in the room, comics, audience members, bartenders, the cooks in the back, look at each other and go, what the fuck is going on here? So that is that is the guy that we're talking about. He is the fourth category. Yep. He's, Sometimes he shows up in a fox costume to an open mic. Yes. I got my meetings mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let's do the set. Yeah. So this guy, I, I've, I've known him for years, and I'm not going to name him because a lot of people don't like him, but he's never done anything wrong to me. He did stiff me one time, but other than that, he just he seems like a guy that like has almost like a child's sensibilities. Does that make sense? Sure. Anyways, this dude has been trying to be a comic forever. He aspires to be a hack. I call it the hack and the hack, <laughs> but he would love that to be able to at least uh, take some outdated humor and get a... Uh, his picture is of Jeff Dunham and Larry the Cable Guy on his wall. <laughs> like Walking out of his room, he hits a Notre Dame sign, and it has Carrot Top up there. <laughs> <laughs> to illustrate my point, his quote-unquote trademark is he wears a big, silly, floppy, plush hat. Like, one of those big like top Like a cat in a hat hat. Yeah, like, well, like one of those top hats you get at Party City. You yeah. know, it was purple. It says Rockstar on it. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, something like that, that Retard Mystery would have worn back yes. on the pickup artist. Which so, is actually very similar in idea, because the whole idea of those pickup artist guys is, like, I don't necessarily have the greatest personality because I have to do this program to try and get laid, right? But, like, look at my crazy hat, and I'm wearing fish fishnet stockings. Are these earrings on a dude? This is crazy. Blow me. <laughs> <Right>? Goggles. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the same idea with these comics. Is like, I don't have good jokes, but right. look at this crazy-ass hat. Look and at this thing. Anytime you see a comic that's dressed, quote-unquote, funny, you know he's going to suck. Yeah. And you guys got rainbow suspenders and a funny slogan on his shirt. I'm like, oh, you probably stink. Who do you dread more? The guy, That guy coming up on stage or a guy having a prop box or a guy carrying a guitar? Which one makes you shit your pants I'm going to say the, 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 the dress silly guy because at least the prop guy might pull something out that makes me laugh. <laughs> it could happen. It's happened yeah. before. Um, so anyway, he wears a big silly hat on stage. That's his trademark. And again, like Bobby said, that's pretty much it. He like points to it like, right? It's ah, ridiculous. Ah, this is a normal hat. What am I doing with this? <laughs> so anyways, he'd wear that around. One time when Kendrick was first getting into stand-up, I saw he was on um, a show with this guy. And Kendrick being my friend and at the time a promising comic, I reached out to him like, hey man, are you friends with that guy, the, the hack in the hat? And Kendrick responds, I can't stand that nickel. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. Why are they still in circulation? Yeah. I mean, everybody uses a card. Oh, I see. I forgot. So he's like, he's like, I can't stand him one bit. He just had, he had this just hatred for him that was so fucking funny to me for some reason. Every time this guy would post something on Facebook, Kendrick would screenshot and send it to me like this nickel right here. <laughs> I can't stand him. He had a hatred of his hat. He's like, him and his big fucking stupid hat. So anyways, <laughs> and also about this guy, 
the hack. Uh, he's a guy that would try and poach fo- my followers. But like every time that I'd I'd, I'd make a, a post on Facebook that would get a lot of traction and shares, he would like jump right into the in the comments like, "Hey guys, I'm a comic too. If you like Ryan, you should follow me." Uh, wow. And, but then he would start trying to like to to tell a joke, and, and he would have nothing to say. Like, "Hey guys, I'm wacky too. Uh, skip it, bop a doo bop. Gravy. Uh, uh, turkey wearing pants. Uh, uh, turkey wearing pants working around the room." <laughs> like that that is the shit he would say. Yeah, Ryan's great and all. But have you seen his hats? Yeah, Terrible. none. None. He's got one New Jersey Devils hat. He never wears it. <laughs> it's um, a regular hat. It's not wacky in any way. Yeah. So anyways, one day Kendrick comes to me, he's like, That's it. I'm gonna steal that Nichols hat. <laughs> 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 there was a uh, a roast battle at Winston's where the hack in the hat was going up against Michael Castleberry. I was sitting on stage as a judge for this thing. Uh-huh. Kendrick was in the audience walking around, and he noticed that the hack was not wearing his trademark hat. He did for his set earlier, but now the roast battle, he was wearing some ridiculous other costume. And so from the stage, fucking Kendrick mouths me the words, "I got the hats." <laughs> So anyways, Kendrick steals this hat, and he passes it off to me, like like uh, that scene in Chappelle show where the guy gets knifed and then hands it off to his friend <laughs> casually. He does one of those handoffs to me. So now, me and Kendrick and a bunch of other friends that don't like the guy, we have this hat. This guy goes ape shit on Facebook, like, who stole my hat? Who stole my... He calls Winston's, and he tried to report a theft, like they're the police. <laughs> <laughs> I think he tried to make a police report. We're like, all right, how do we mess with them now? All right, we have the hat. Yes. What do we do? So it happened to be uh, one week, I think, before I got married, and then subsequently went on my honeymoon to Cancun. Uh-huh. So I knew I was going to be on these places, so I made a, a, a fake Facebook account uh, with just nothing on it, and I start messaging him pictures of his hat in different places. <laughs> so so from my, when I had my wedding, I, we got a suite at the Palms. The first picture was his hat on the balcony in front of the Las Vegas Strip. Uh-huh. And then we went to Cancun, and I sent him a picture of his hat in front of the Aztec pyramids. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's I, so good. I kept sending him all this shit, and he'd see it, and he wouldn't respond. And then finally, after I did like eight of them, he responds, I got a green screen too, Mr. Funny Guy. I'm like, <laughs> oh, come on. You can't even see that. It's real. I'm like, this is it's not even worth it if he thinks it's fake. I, it's totally not. That sucks. That is the downside of Photoshop is now we can no longer appreciate long-reaching, literally worldwide pranks. Okay, but at the same time, he was unimpressed that somebody went to that length to green screen a hat. And <laughs> like, well, that's that not that a- hard. Okay, it's, okay, but it's not that hard. But first off, your average person doesn't own the materials for a green yeah. screen. And secondly, yeah, that's still time you have to spend Photoshopping. Somebody's dedicating time to hate me. That's Now, what ended up happening to the hat in the end once once the gig is over now you got to make a decision like you have the same decision that a kidnapper does which is like do i give it back for the ransom or do i just kill this thing and throw uh, it to the bottom of a river my wife and one of her girlfriends uh they they mooned the camera they they rested the hat on top of their asses Ah. that was a good one no i still have it i don't know what to do with it we were gonna bury kendrick with it but i didn't know how his family would feel about it (laughs) they would feel hilarious we would put it on him in the gasket Fast forward, one night, uh, Kendrick is uh, over at my house for the fight. A bunch of my friends are um, over, and I'm showing them the messages on the fake Facebook thing, right? And all of a sudden, I accidentally hit video, as in video chat. Uh And uh, luckily, me and Kendrick's faces weren't visible, but my friend Justin was in the background just having a cigarette. That's who the hack fucking thought stole his hat, this random dude he doesn't know. (laughs) He found him on Facebook. Wait, how did he find him? 
the guy was a singer in my band at the time. Like, he's all over my Facebook. He's seen him. But, like, uh, all of a sudden, he's like, hey, that's the guy with my hat. And then this guy goes apeshit, and he does a big, long video on Facebook of his own of him showing off all the new hats he had bought. He's like, I don't need that hat. Look at this hat. I got a better hat. Check out this right here. Right here. It's got skull and crossbones on it. That's cool. You, oddly enough, forced him to be funny for the first time. I know. <laughs> That was the funniest thing he ever did. He was just going on. The, he was having a fucking meltdown on Facebook. I got five more hats. I got all the hats. So then he starts fucking stalking Justin. Like, give him my hat back. He's like, what are you talking about? Now, have you told Justin at this point? Yes. Okay. Now he knows. He, he, he kind of found it funny after a while. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. I... I actually did something similar to Damien. Uh, Damien and I grew up together for a long time, and then we all went off to college. Damien did for a little bit too, but then he decided to go on vacation for a long time and just be like gone for for a while. When I was in the army, Is that yes, what you're referring you to, to when I was in the army, and you went to vacation that. in the Middle East, <laughs> and and so we would still do our, our big extended friend group would still do a bunch of activities, and it felt weird not to have Damien there. We'd all been together since we were kids, and so we decided that like he was being really selfish by going off and doing his own thing, and we wanted to instead and like have him as part of the the group and so we just took one of those dolls you can get at like ikea or an artist studio that's like the way artists form their figures you know they kind of like look like oblong shaped human beings mm -hmm. and we just posted damien's face a picture of damien's face on it <laughs> and then we would take it around to group activities including we took a big trip up to washington for a friend's wedding it came with us but also, just like Damien itself, the doll had its own issues. So occasionally we'd get a picture of the doll inappropriately grabbing a woman's boob. <laughs> you do that one time in front of your friends and they hold it against you. And chastise Damien online. We would tag Damien and chastise him in line about his boorish behavior. More importantly, this is the first time he has ever broken character with this. If, you, if I were to wake him up in the middle of the night drunk at 3 a.m. two years ago, I'd be like, Bobby, was it a, really a doll or was it me that, that was on the, at that wedding in Washington? He'd be like... You were there. You were there. Yeah, you, and you made an asshole out of yourself, you, by yeah, the way. You touched a boob. You were highly inappropriate. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, Bobby has never broken character. So this we is have, the first time he is. We have pictures of all of us around the U.S. on vacations, at parties, at holiday events. And, of course, Damien is there with us the whole time in numerous pictures, obviously acting inappropriately in both of them. Quick question. At the end of the hat thing, was that it? Well, kind of. Uh, I will tell you one last thing about Kendrick in regards to this guy. At the end of his life, Ken so Kendrick had really advanced cancer. It, it, it went from his lungs, spread to his bladder, his pelvis, his bones. Yeah. But at the end of his life, he was covered in tumors, lots of pain, right? Yeah. He could barely... To, you know, he was on oxygen. And so me, him, and a bunch of other comics have a little chat group where we just make fun of other comics, right? Sure. And at one point when I, uh, we, we pretty much knew he was, could go any day, we all kind of said our goodbyes to him in that thing. We're like, hey, Kendrick, I didn't tell you, man, you've been like an older brother to me. We, we love you, man. And he, he responds, and it was hard for him to type, too. He's like, he goes, don't count me out yet if you got a pool going, put me down for October. And <laughs> I, I said to him, uh, Kendrick, though, I just have one last request. Can you wait to die to the hack's birthday so you can, like, <laughs> screw it all up and make everyone sad? And his last response was, yeah, I'm going to ruin that Nichols' birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I hope my last words are so profound. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I wish we buried him with the head with the hat, though. I still think we could do some funny things with it. For instance, maybe one of us should start wearing it to open mics as our new thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but like, write hilarious hat jokes. Like, like essentially, <laughs> really work on the set. Maybe like, maybe like we workshop it as a group. We crowdsource it. Get everybody's get, best get, hat. Like, so. Eight of the best comics yeah. in San Diego writing all hat jokes. <laughs> Just get a real brain trust. And on only this. go up right before the hack. Like, <laughs> to schedule it with the guys who are running the open mic. And you play it up like it's some magic hat. That, that, listen, I wasn't funny before I put this hat on. Now, now these hat jokes just come to me. Whoever lost this hat's a real asshole. Real Thor's hammer over here. <laughs> so uh, another story is um, I have a former friend. Uh, she was my friend for a long time. And um, it's a very long, long story, but... She's no longer part of me or my wife's life anymore. She's like just very, I find her to be a very toxic person. So anyways, we were going to a wedding. I was going to be here with this former friend at our mutual friend's wedding, which just happened a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And Did you think of just cutting out a picture of that person's face and putting it on a 12-inch artist doll and taking it to the wedding? No, but I did wear the hat. Okay. Uh, (laughs) It was my my dressy (laughs) shit. I know this person because I've been friends with her 10 years, and I know her move as I've seen her do it to a lot of other people. And that is... Ankle pick? (laughs) That is to trigger someone into attacking her either physically or verbally, and then use the victim card. Like, oh my God, this person's crazy. Here's what I basically thought was going to happen. And by the way, my friend whose wedding it was came to both of us privately and went... Hey, I don't know what the fuck's going on with either of you, but if either of you start shit at my wedding, you're fucking out, okay? And I, fair enough. He had every right to say that. Sure. Um, and I went, yeah, absolutely, man. But I knew her move after hearing that would be like, I'm going to get Ryan Aaron to flip out. Mm. I'm going to get him to flip out. They'll have to get removed from this wedding. Yeah. And Aaron's a very temperamental person, and she was a best friend of Aaron for years. She knows all the buttons to push. So I, I was really worried about it. Aaron was really worried about it. She's like, there's some stuff she can say where I won't be able to uh, control it. I'll just punch her out. Well, I assume there was a lot of hatred. It took a lot of restraint to keep the hatred in yes. check as is. Yes. You know, like, start poking holes in the dam. And- right, right. So uh, I, I was talking about it here on after the mics were cold on the, uh, the, with uh, you and Dave, Bobby, uh-huh. and one of you gave me the brilliant idea idea they said why don't you just microdose with mdma <laughs> and it was dave's idea and i went yeah that's fun huh <laughs> and that's exactly what i did what yep wait I, what i gave her a little dose of molly who aaron aaron okay <laughs> oh, oh okay. <laughs> i'm not giving that you bitch free keep, drugs you should be really careful on your pronouns yeah i thought it was the other girl and i thought you mispronounced mma i'm like oh my god you're gonna fuck her up <laughs> no i was like that's actually a really good idea just give somebody some mdma and make them real real friendly so i gave it to aaron i, I didn't slip it to her like a mickey i'm sure. like babe you're a very temperamental person Take some Molly before we go to the wedding. Not, not enough. So she's like rubbing her tits and yeah. like fucking rolling your eyes in the back of her head like a shark biting into something. Was but it like half a dose? Yeah, okay. half a dose. Okay. Half, just I'll, give enough. The, I'll give her that much on the way home. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Exactly. Like, just enough to feel that tickle, that warm tickle. Okay. So anyway, she was good. I'm like, all right, this is working. We sat on opposite sides. Nobody was glaring. I'm like, this is working out fine. Mm. They're being mature. All right, this might all go off without a hitch. I'm like, you know, maybe I was wrong. And this person isn't going to, you know, use this nefarious tactic that I've seen her use throughout our friendship. And then after uh, it comes time for like hors d'oeuvre service, there's a line that snakes through to get to where the food is. I saw her lingering around 
I get in line. She literally sprints to get in line behind me, okay. th- this ex-friend. She sprints, and I'm like, all right. And, and stood real close to me, make sure I knew she was right there. I'm uh, like, all right, whatever, be a child. That's when you just start Hansel and Gretel farting, just like little <laughs> peep, poof, poof, poof. Well, about you, and then you I... turn around at some point and go, someone farting in here? <laughs> I don't know, how would you live? Because like, I feel like if I try to fart a command... Yeah, said chance it's gonna be something in the chamber. You're shit. <laughs> you're shitting your pants for sure. Oh no, no, you guys got to get some a hole discipline. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like, are you saying what? I, yeah. I need to be able to separate the gas from the solid. Yeah, it's, like, it's called sieving, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, another person who neither of us know gets in line behind her, and she, she I, I was just listening, and she was like. Hey, how do you know the bride and groom? Like, oh, they're my best friends. Yeah. It's just a shame that there's a few people here that really don't belong here. Oh. And the person who is a stranger to her and me and and a lot of people was like was confused. Like, who who does what who It'd are be you? funny if that person turned out to be like super racist. They're like, where are them nickels? <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, what are you saying? Like there's like wedding crashers? Like, no, no, no. There's just some people that got the invite a long time ago and now the bride and groom just feel different about them. And they're it's really embarrassing for them oh. that they even showed up. Like they just they just don't belong here. Nobody wants them here and they're here anyway. It's just such a shame. It's really not, sad and pathetic. Not exactly hitting subtle notes. <laughs> No! It would have been hilarious if the person they're talking to just kind of pauses and says, Wow, you're a bitch. <laughs> How much would you have paid for a plant at that point? Oh my God. I, yeah, call Steve Hofstetter. I need some plants. <laughs> Man, he shut down that wedding line to Heckler. <laughs> so this person was kind of like, Okay. And by the way, I kind of made a fool of myself because the first person in front of me was trying to start a conversation like, oh, how do you know the bride and groom? I started talking to him and now I'm like listening to this and so I'm like, I'm like zoning out mid-sentence like, yeah, I know that. What the fuck? I think the guy I was talking to was at an MDMA or something. (laughs) He couldn't even pay attention. (laughs) So anyways, I, I knew what she was trying to do because she knows me very well she, and she knows I'd, I'd been hitting that free bar, you know? Mm. She's like, up. Because that's why she didn't do anything at the ceremony. She's like, Ryan hadn't started drinking yet. Yeah, I'm going to wait. That's I'm smart. Gonna, I'm going to wait till he hits that fucking whiskey a third or fourth time yeah. and then I'll enact my shit. So she's talking all this shit and I just fucking, it was like a mantra. I'm like, this is not your day. This is two of your really good friends' day. If you fucking scream or shout or call her a bitch, you're playing right into her hand. And so I bit the fuck out of the inside of my cheek. I bit it. I'm like, you see blood trickling down. Oh my yeah. Eyes. You just see fucking tears of blood coming out of my eyes. Just, <laughs> and I, I fucking, I, I just, I swallowed it. I took that verbal abuse all the way through the line. What's she saying? How's it continuing? I'm gonna say that that was probably the end of it, right there. It, because once I didn't react to those, I think yeah. she gave up. And there was, it would have been awkward if she continued to harp on that point. Yeah. So she said she got her nice barbs in. She tried to fucking get me to react. I didn't. I was very proud of myself, but I went back to the table with my little tray. And everyone at my table knows her and the situation. Sure. And they're like, what? They, they saw her run in line to get behind. They're like, did she do anything? I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, what'd you say? I'm like, I'll tell you in the car. Just fuck it. So I ate. We left early. We just fucked. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know shit. what? We went back and watched the UFC fight at my house. I'm like, we, uh, we, 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 we stayed for, a, you know, we threw dinner service and everything. Sure. Like, we saw the toast, but I'm like, I'm like, I, I can't risk that happening again. Right. So I'm just going to just swallow that abuse I just took and take our leave. 
What if you started shit at the end of the wedding when it doesn't matter if you get thrown out? <laughs> no, that's still playing in her hand because that would piss off my friends yeah. whose wedding it was. They sure. didn't want that their special day, man. I wouldn't have done that to them. But like, what a shitty person that she would try to ruin her supposed friend's wedding. Yes. Just so she'd be like, oh, can you believe it? Well, well, not only that, but could you imagine if it had worked, right, and then you had gotten mad and yelled at her and stuff, the outcome isn't just like, okay, you've caused a disturbance at your friend's wedding. It's that now your friends no longer are thinking about their wedding for the rest of their wedding. Yeah. They're now thinking of this shitty event. That It's not just, I caused a disturbance. It's like, yeah. from this point on, the wedding has now changed. Yes, yes. So that's But, but it's possible this could have shaken out. Like, for example, uh, uh, one of my friends gave a speech at my wedding. Oh, yes. That was, that was a disaster. Is, Damien, is it the one that started, uh, a lot of you think that I've been on a downward spiral? <laughs> Oh, it was God. it was the literally literally the worst wedding speech you've ever heard. It involved copious amounts of cocaine use. What weird non sequitur? You think I'm fucking up right now? Non sequitur stories about getting kicked in the balls on a dock when he was 13. Like random stuff that had nothing to do with anything. And that's the fourth type of comic right there. The guy who comes <laughs> up without nobody and, yeah. and ended with. The table of Damien's friends, all us and our friends, laughing harder than we'd ever laughed in our lives, and 300 other visitors, including the entire other side, Damien's bride's side, dead quiet, shocked with monocles exploded on the table. What if you and this person had done something... Uh -huh. uh, so similar to that, some disaster that the bride and groom actually love. Yeah, maybe a lot of people were mortified, <laughs> but they were like, this is good shit. Awesome. I will never forget this. Yeah, oh. I mean, it, it is one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, after that point, the wedding's pretty much over. Like, yeah, we'll go through the motions, but now everybody's uncomfortable. Yeah, now, yeah, you know, so I did not want you, I did not want that to happen. No matter who was blamed, I would never want that for my friend's wedding. So, yeah, I just, uh, I, I uh, like I said, Bit my cheek, took my leave early. What is a time where you guys have had to endure something and, and and control yourself, even though you were well within your rights to let someone have it, but for the the betterment of everyone involved, just took it and moved on. So I got a few of these. Ironically, Pick one, of, one. Yeah, ironically, uh, one was from my own wedding when we also almost had a similar incident that derailed the wedding, which is about like nine and a half minutes after my wife and I said our vows. Was this my, when your mother tried yes, to my assassinate your grandmother? My confused mother just let my 90-year-old <laughs> grandmother's wheelchair go on a hill because she's confused. And my grandmother rolled down a hill and came so close to dying that I don't, like I'm not exaggerating when I said, when we saw her rolling down this quarter mile hill at breakneck speeds with her hair blowing whack like the old Maxwell commercials, <laughs> like when we saw this, every one of us was just like, oh, she's dead. She's a 90 year old yep. frail woman who literally can't stand. She's speeding down the hill towards inevitable decline. <laughs> Ended up crashing and surviving. But it was also one of those like scenarios where now I help her back into the wheelchair and stuff. But I can't just flip out on my mom like I want to and be like, why'd you do that? I think all you have to do is hold this fucking thing. Why would you do it? You Wait, can't. Why can't you? Because it's still your wedding and you're still like surrounded by people and it's still a big thing and it's just if like, she had that you would just you know you, you can't let that ruin the wedding just do weekend of bernie's proper yes, up between i know i was like you know you almost you literally Put almost some sunglasses on her <laughs> is that Car blood coming out of her ears no she just loves that grape soda it's, it's delicious <laughs> i'm calling a helicopter <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say that uh, at your wedding, also at Bobby's wedding, when a dude I didn't know oh, uh, yeah. tried to uh, fuck my wife, and then when he failed, tried to enlist my help to uh, to distract my friend Dave Callen so he could fuck his girlfriend. And his wife was there at that and wedding. his wife was there at the wedding. It's the stuff heroes are made of. Yeah, 99% <laughs> of the time you're going to fail, but that there's this one... Pickup artist legend. Who, yeah. That's what porns are made of. By the way, my favorite wedding toast uh, that I've been present for was uh, our buddy John Groobs. His uh, his best man, like he hadn't been doing a ton of stuff like throughout the leading up to the wedding. So much so that I'm like, oh man, I bet this guy hasn't even written a speech. And I t- I went to John. I'm like, buddy, I wrote a speech just in case you need me need to step in. All right, I got it in my breast pocket. Dave has one too. He's like, no, that won't be necessary. He's got this, man. I believe in him. And here was his toast. Uh, John, Tara, when I, when you guys first saw you guys, when you guys first got together, you didn't really have a very good relationship, <laughs> but I guess it's better now. <laughs> Cheers. That was it. You, yeah. guys, you guys have a toxic relationship, but I guess you guys patched things da- up. Damien called our friend from his wedding. He's like, somebody's trying to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting remarried. <laughs> you have a redo. Make uh, history. I've also had some interesting ones where it got flipped, where like unbeknownst to me, somebody else found themselves in that situation around me and that they could not say anything despite what was going on. So this also happened with Damien involved. This was a time where uh, I had a, a house party at my house. I ended up getting way drunker than I had thought I would. And our house party, it was themed and it was like an around the world theme and my little funny hats yeah well i was wearing a sombrero because my theme was mexico right and so those of you guys who have been to tj and we've been to tj since we were kids one of the greatest parts of tj slash worst parts of tj is that there's a dude in a sombrero and a whistle who goes around with a bottle of tequila and without warning will come up from behind basically get you in a rear naked choke and dump tequila down your throat and then demand an exorbitant amount of payment for it absolutely yes we were all we were also very confused by that when we were 14 we thought that was free. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. When I was 17, I went down there for the first time, and I was like, can you believe my luck? Yeah. This guy's forcing tequila down my throat. That's a free drink. Surely yes. they would never force something on you if you had to pay for it. That's unethical. <laughs> I, Welcome to Mexico, big guy. <laughs> so I ended up getting really drunk, and there was a dude there who was just bothering everybody. He was just being annoying to everybody. He's being a total asshat. And now, now, annoying how? Is he being pervy, aggressive, and mean, uh, uh, violent? Douchey. douchey. Yes, douchey. annoying. Douchey. Like, annoying. Like he's annoying, give me like an example. Doing so from a from a point of a masculinity, like he was trying to impress ladies, but oh. really was just being a huge asshole. Oh yes. man, really sore from the gym. Hey, you, you you could use some reps yourself there, little guy. Uh, I, as an example, uh, two separate occasions, I watched him because I was running the bar up there. I watched him while a, a lady was talking to a gentleman, and they were clearly enjoying themselves. Cut in, like you would cut in at a dance and just start talking to this girl where both parties are now confused. They're like, wait, we were having an interesting conversation. I don't even know who this guy Leave is. Leave it, loser. I got her now. Big yeah. guy. <laughs> it was like that. And so I'll take it from here, pipsqueak. And at one point, I watched him do this for the second time, cut in and start talking to somebody. And the guy who was my friend, like, literally turned around to me and was like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? Who is this dude? And I was like, I got this. Uh, I mean, we're in Mexico. I'm handling this Mexico style. So I came up, be- I came up so behind him. Welcome in a bathtub full of ice with a kidney missing. <laughs> He came up behind him and dumped tequila down his throat, and uh, and you kept going. That was yeah. the thing. Like it was, it was like it was a, it was beyond what a reasonable person would say was a, a tequila pour. Well, I was trying to help him out. You know, I said you got two bubbles that came through. Yeah. yeah, and then he turned out, turned around, and he was pissed. He was really pissed, and he started yelling. 
And when I'm drunk, I have a mode that I can get in, which is a kind of an asshole mode, but it's not an asshole like, I'm going to get in your face and fight. It's like, I'm going to be really sarcastic and douchey to you. And I was in that mode. And this guy was not clever enough to deal with regular Bobby. And I don't know <laughs> if you've ever met Drunk Bobby. Drunk Bobby is like Bizarro Land Bobby. If there was an evil dimension, yeah. and that Bob, that yeah. if, yes, that, that guy is far less reserved. He's way more able to execute the justice plans that regular Bobby he, actually. He gets in a lot of trouble, too. You, you swap uh, talents. Yeah, yeah. He gets, he, he's very motivated. Drunk, <laughs> Drunk Bobby has done a lot of things that regular Bobby just wouldn't have the wherewithal. Drunk Bobby's a blast. I wish we got to hang out with Drunk Bobby more. Regular Bobby, go get Drunk Bobby. There's a reason, yeah, but your house is still standing right now because he's not around that much. So anyway, I had done this and then uh, the guy turned around and he was like, what the fuck, where'd you go? And I was like, well, I just, I was just being like drunkenly honest. And I was like, well, you, you just seemed like you were being a big asshole and bothering people. So I thought I'd maybe make you more fun. <laughs> he was like, he was like, and he was so mad, A, at the initial thing, but then at my response that he's like, you can't do that. You can't just come up to somebody and force it to drink. And I was like, uh, why do you feel like you come up and just insert yourself in other people's conversations like an asshole. <laughs> and he, kept, he got super, super angry and he kept getting more mad at me. And a drunken Bobby is kind of an asshole without that much empathy. And so he just, I just kept taking it to the more extreme and then being even more sarcastic and demeaning towards him. At some point, I, I think I told him like, you know, in the end, I'm just doing something that's going to make everybody here happy because like, you're an asshole, and maybe you'll be better when you're drunk. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have a move that I like to do in college at, at house parties is if I didn't like somebody, I you know the, uh, everyone was drinking out of those red solo cups. Uh, I would act like I was telling a big story and make a huge hand gesture and slap the cup <laughs> into him. And then I would do that thing where I'd go, oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, that's uh, great. Uh, and you know, not offer to get him another one, not show any genuineness, like, hey, man, accident. Don't be a dick about it. But then one time I got super, super drunk and I, did, I, I enacted my plan. I told, I, I was, I was uh, talking to my roommate. I'm like, watch this. And I, I was like, yeah. And so that's what I said. The, the fish was this big and slapped his drink into the guy's face. And it was Nelson Mandela. At my party, <laughs> the guy turned to me and he goes, "Why'd you do that?" Instead of doing my normal, like, "Oh, sorry," I went, "Because I don't like you. <laughs> you put me in a bad mood. <laughs> I don't even know you." <laughs> that was kind of the the thing I was giving this guy, and then he he got so fuming at one point, he was like getting red. He was like getting red, and now there's a crowd gathering around, and he's just fuming. Fight! And and the thing is, I'm I am being an asshole, which I can be at some point when I'm drunk, because I'm totally disregarding this guy's feelings and mocking him in front of everybody, and it's getting worse and worse for him. And at some point, he just stamps his his feet down. And he yells, "I demand an apology! <laughs> I demand one!" And I was like looking at him, and I was like, "All right, all right, all right. Listen, listen. We want this party to go well, so." Let me, I am so sorry that you're such a piece of shit that I had to come in here and pour tequila down your throat to make you palatable to everybody around here. And I'm also sorry, by the way, oh that your mom decided not to get an abortion. <laughs> No, Bobby, isn't this your house? Can't you just be like, get out? Yeah, but that, what, more. What, no sport in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I guess if he ever crossed the line, but he, that's the thing. He was so drunk. He was at that point where uh, he's he's on a train of thought, and no matter what Bobby says, he's not. So he keeps going on with his apology thing. Yeah. And I've been tickled pink standing two feet away just watching Bobby handle this guy. And this guy isn't, like, intimidating enough for Bobby to be threatening. And the thing about that that was so infuriating was Bobby just being so dismissive. <laughs> And so I, I, finally, I finally like to calm him down. I put my hand on his shoulder and I lean in. I was like, hey, dude, just give up. You're not going to win this one. <laughs> 
I think you actually said to him, that's the best apology you can hope to get. Yeah, that's the best he actually said the words, I'm sorry, which is more than we've ever gotten out of him. P.S. <laughs> just to fast forward on how much a piece of shit this guy was, this is back when I was single and lived downtown. So after the party gets really big, we all head out to the bars, do that thing. And who was this guy? He's my roommate, female roommate's friend, like coworker friend, right? We all go out to the bars. We come back from the bars. My roommate, it's his coworker. Uh, my roommate has her boyfriend with her. Her boyfriend goes to the car. She goes up. We have one of those gated things. You know, it's like a condo complex with a gate in yeah. front. I am walking up, and I see this guy, this nutty dude. My roommate's boyfriend is trying to get in, and he won't let him in because he's trying to bang my roommate. So his idea is if I don't let this guy through the gate, her boyfriend, then I'm in. So wait, wait, wait. Uh, when you say he wouldn't let him in, the guy, the guy was like, "Hey, buddy, little help." And he, he was he, he was shaking no, his head, no. no or? Standing there with his, yes. blocking the gate physically. Yes. The gate. I mean, if the guy, this guy were to just push his way through, which by the way, he was a much bigger, more intimidating man. Yeah, yeah. Who wasn't blacked out drunk? Who was like kind of buzzed? Like, I'm just gonna go see my girlfriend. Can yes. you please move? Oh, and he was like refusing to move. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm I, sorry. You he can't. was stonewalling him. Yeah. I, so I eventually, so I just walk up and I go, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, yeah, "She didn't want him up there." I was like, "Who? What the fuck do you think? You? What do you know? You don't know anything." She doesn't want him up there. That's her boyfriend. Of course she wants him up there. What the fuck are you talking about? And you can see in his eyes just the stupid little gears in his head turning like, if I just get this guy to walk away, I am in. This is it. This and is was he th- and she, was she was probably really impressed with my performance earlier tonight. <laughs> and what does he think is, is going to happen with this guy, too? He's like, sorry, can't get him in. He's just going to give up and go, yeah. fine. I guess I, better, <laughs> I guess I better move and get rid of this girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like, like what, in what scenario does this guy ever give up trying to get into the, so the par- fucking apartment? The part of me that felt a little bit bad about being such an asshole that day felt much better that night because I was like, oh, that guy definitely deserved it. And funnier story, I ended up getting a date with a girl on that night who wanted to date me because she saw me act like the world's biggest asshole. I remember that. And, and then she was disappointed when you were not that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I did not join her in yelling the N-word as loud as she could on uh, Saturday night on the downtown PB Strip. We're both crazy. Let's just yell the N-word. Let's do it. I'm fucking nuts. I saw you the other night. You don't give a shit either. Let's Let, do it. Let's have six kids. Yeah. <laughs> Nichols, Nichols, Nichols. <laughs> Speaking of uh, me being an asshole, Ryan, I, I texted you and some of the other guys in a, one of our comedy groups about this. Uh, so I had a funny thing happen this week where I'm going to be leading this uh, project. It's a construction project, and I'm going to be the lead arc on it. And they're doing a bunch of work, and we have to bring in a bunch of like low-level field tech archaeologists to work monitoring this construction equipment. Now, one of the things about this gig is that like if you're the archaeologist on a site of construction workers, it's hard to like impress this upon young people. Get ready to take some shit. Like, get yeah. ready, because A, you're stopping the job. B, they fucking hate you. You're the college kid who's getting paid twice as much as the guy on the machine who's got, like, a, you know... A, a skill. Bu- yeah, exactly. And they're doing work. They think you're in the way. They hate that you're there. They hate the class of people that you're in. You will just take a lot of shit. I've taken shit through my career. I've been, I've been squirted with a fire hose on purpose because they use it to, like, wet down the dirt. Mm. And they're like, fuck that guy. Let's get him. I've been... I bet he I've, voted for Hillary. Yeah, I've had... I a, bet this guy keeps his money in a bank. Ooh. I, I've had equipment run at me. I've had a bunch of shit. And that's just the way it is. And you just have to like. That's either something you're okay with or get the fuck out of the job because yeah. it's just it's not gonna you're not gonna go and change every construction worker in America. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. I, so racist sprayed you with a fire hose. Yeah. You said you you're a civil rights I'm icon. I'm a civil rights icon. <laughs> they didn't stick a dog on me yet, but Nickel, uh, please. <laughs> So anyway, I was like, all right, I'm going to go teach these kids. I teach them the basics. Most of them already know a lot of the archie stuff, but I go over that stuff. And then I teach them the construction stuff. This is what these machines are called. And one of my jobs is I have to teach them what all construction equipment is called so that they can write down, I was following an excavator, and here is where I found something, and blah, 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 blah. So they need to know the names of it. So I was like, 
I'm gonna have some fun with these guys. This will be interesting. I've been showing my son these YouTube videos and you can look these up. They're called truck tunes. You can look these up on uh, YouTube and they're videos of construction equipment with very bad 80s synth music behind them and a guy who does self-produced songs about each piece of construction equipment singing behind it. The excavator, for those of you guys who don't know, that's the big thing that looks like it's got one big arm coming out and a bucket and it digs up stuff. So what I did was I was like, all right, here's what I'm gonna do. I wanna show them what this machine is. I'm gonna play them this. Tell them this is the OSHA state certified video for archeologists to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I then- and it's hit... basically something you'd see on Sesame Street. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I hit play. And then I stood there stern-faced and had them watch this video while I watched them as it sings about how the excavator loves to do this work. And, and I watched them, and there was a few people who had like a little glimmer of like, is this guy fucking with me? But they're all like 22-year-old kids. It's their first full-time job out of college. They're like, I don't want to screw this up. But it was a great lesson because afterwards I was like, all right. You guys understand that I'm, I clearly was just fucking with you, and they all laughed hysterically. They're like, we do it, we do it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to do this for you guys just so you learn. You're going to get fucked with a lot on this site. Like, people are going to make fun of you. They're going to squirt you with hoses. They're going to talk shit to you. They're going to tell you the wrong time to show up to try and get you to show up wrong. Like, prepared to get shit on. And if you're okay with that, great. We love you. Fantastic. Let's make this work. But if not, like, this isn't the right place for you. Yeah. And what's interesting is I think you have to kind of, like, do that now more and more because we don't have as much of a hazing culture, you know, as we kind of did 20, yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I will say this. For all the, everybody who goes, like, oh, these kids with their snowflakes, every single one of those kids who were all 22 years old was like, oh, that's funny. That's good. Yeah, I get it. I can make fun of myself a little bit. Have you thought about this? You know those construction worker or like those shirts that like rednecks wear it says, I'm a construction worker. I tell hard jokes and don't care about political sure. correctness. Yeah. I love America. And I was born in March. Yeah. You should <laughs> you should have one that says, I'm an archaeologist. I earn three times what a construction worker does. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Big City College and I voted for Hillary. And after a few beers, I'll talk shit to your face. Like, I'm much smarter than you. Try to talk shit. Also, I was a collegiate boxer. You want to make this physical? Yeah, and uh, you know the thing is that's true of almost any field. You got to prepare them uh, people for, for certain things. Like just, I was thinking about this just recently because I was offered a commercial. It was actually gonna be me and Aaron in a commercial mm. together. Uh, it was supposed to shoot last Wednesday. Good pay. A day later, like they rewrote the script. There's no part for you anymore. Thank you anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know if anything uh, opens up. So that was very disappointing. And that's why I was thinking about, like, you know what? When people say, hey, I'm thinking about going into stand up comedy or entertainment or show business of any kind, the best thing I could do for them was to be to tell them, great. I'll pay you 900 bucks a week to open for me on the road. And then I'll let them think that for a whole day. And then the next day, I'll tell them I was lying. Yeah. And then I can go, see that disappointment you're feeling right now? If you can tolerate that feeling for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. then yeah, try stand-up. Yeah. That's what it's like. <laughs> Plenty of disappointments. Yep. I but it's not, it's not field for you. I learned that stand-up is hard and that Ryan Shores is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I'm going to get his wife by standing right outside his house and not letting him in. <laughs> I'd like to see you try, nickel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's call the week. I'm Ryan for Damien and Bobby saying see you next week. Cruising with the twos. And look at my crazy hat and I'm wearing fishnet stockings. Are these earrings on a dude? This is crazy. Blow me. <laughs> Motherfucking time is passing by
Wow. You're a bitch. 